Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome, everyone, to the Believe in Bengals podcast. That's right, Solomon Wilcotson, Adam Pacman Jones. We're just one week before the 2022 NFL draft. It's like Christmas time in the NFL, isn't it, Adam, right? Your draft day is Christmas day. Yes, it is. It's big Christmas, too, man. You know, this is a time where a lot of kids and a lot of families whole entire life change. So that's right. It is Christmas time. And man, congratulations to all the kids that's put in all the hard work to get to this point, man, because it's definitely not an easy place to get to. All right. I want to go back to 2005, man. You were the sixth overall pick in the draft in 2005. It was Christmas day for the Jones family, bro. It, it was, ra- it was raining. <laughs> and I know you had to be happy. I want to get your, your best, draft day memory the phone rings that day you got the call early by the way so I, what what was that like never forget it man i woke up that morning i couldn't even sleep really yeah i'm a limos was the thing back in 2005 hey hey stop 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 for whatever reason it paused it was a lag i don't know whatever because i it wasn't recording you so right, let's i'm just man. gonna yeah, I can see you now. It's good. It just stopped. It froze. So I want to, it was a good story. I want to make sure we get it all on camera. Okay. So I'm going to rephrase the question. All right. It's draft day, 2005. You went sixth overall, man. Y- your whole life had to change that day. What was it like? Uh, it was unbelievable, man. Um, I'll never forget it. We had to stretch hum a limo. That's when the hum was <laughs> the thing back then, you know, 05. Yeah. And, um, I decided not to go to the draft in New York and decided to stay at home. Um, we rented out a place called Copeland right up at Lenox. And um, i never forget the first two picks. I was so nervous. I walked out of there and, and left everybody. And I went to the back. Before I can walk back, I was getting getting a phone call. And, man, it changed my life, man. It changed my whole entire family life, you know. But when once I got that call from Coach Fisher, man, I, it was just tears of joy. You know, I, I had a shirt on reminding me of how, how I got there, which my grandma did a, a lot of uh, hard work and, and sacrificing a lot of hours to getting us to see something different than the project, you know? Yeah. So, man, that, it was a good feeling, though. But it was, it, that was probably one of the best feelings besides having my kids that I've, I've ever had. 
Yeah, see, your your day was different than mine. I got the call much later in the day. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah. eighth, eighth round pick out of the University of Colorado. Man, in those days, we didn't even have cell phones. Wow. And so you, how did you how did you know? So it, it was interesting because I had two roommates. You know how it is, you're in college, and your roommates don't, they figure they want to save money. They don't want to pay a phone bill. And I could, I wasn't going to pay the bill and have them using it up every month. So we literally did not have a phone in our apartment. So they were, I remember they were saying, well, where can we reach you on draft day? So uh, the guy who lived next door to me, he had the apartment next door to me. What I would do, I would pay him. I'd split his phone bill with him. And if I got a call over there, you know, he'd come tell me, hey, Saul, phones for you. And I said, man, they're going to be called. If they call on draft day, they're going to call your, your place. I need to know you're going to be home. Um, and all you got to do is just do like we normally do it. You just yell down the hall. I'll come down and, and talk. But I need to make sure you are, you're in your apartment because if you're not there and the phone's ringing, I don't have a key to his apartment. So sure enough, my man, Cam Jones, I'll never forget it. So were you watching it, though, on TV or not? No, man, because... It wasn't televised like it like it is now. They oh. might ta- they might televise like the early portion. By by the time they got to like the eighth round, they did it all in one day. Oh, okay. So it was all in one day. By the time they got to where I was at, it was off the air. And so now uh, <laughs> he's calling down the hall. So Cincinnati Bengals on the phone. He read, so he ruined it for me a whole night. I already knew who it was when, uh, by the time I even got to the phone, it was Dick LeBeau on the other line and uh, he had good things to say. And so, but at the end of the day, no matter what round you're in, and th- that's gonna happen here, right? Yeah. Whether it's guys in the first round, second round, seventh round, they don't even have eight rounds today. Dude, every, every single player who plays in Pop Warner and Pee Wee football, have at least a moment where they dream of playing in the NFL. Of course. And and you and I both know less than 1% of all kids who are going to ever lace it up, ever make it to that level. So it, no matter what round you go in, man, that's a big day. It's a yeah. big it's a big deal. Life-changing, too. Yeah, life-changing, game-changing. And so, yeah, that, so we all have our own little stories, and um, there's no doubt. I mean, you and I wouldn't be living here in Cincinnati – if we didn't have the opportunity to play in the NFL, I mean, think right. about think about where we might be. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. I don't know about you, but I, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. I love it here. You know, yeah, it's perfect for the family. It's a good city. Um, if the weather can stay hot a little bit longer, <laughs> yeah, I love it here. I raised my kids here. They went to Cincinnati Molar um, and Cincinnati Country Day. I had one to go to Anderson High School. Uh, they went off to go to college, and now they're back here working. And so, yeah, it, it literally, um, there's going to be some players that hear their names called, and it's going to change the trajectory of their lives. And we should always keep that in mind. Um, that's why it's a positive day for every single one of them. No matter, you know, we talk about a player falling down the board. Hey, man, he still got drafted. Yeah. He, still, he still got a phone call. So it ain't, it is never a bad day, and it's no, always it's- a good day. That's why they send the last pick of the draft to Disney World. Because it don't matter. It does matter, you know, but really for the opportunity that you get, um, you just got to maximize it. You know what I mean? Because a lot of guys who was 
late round picks that end up playing mm-hmm. a lot of more football than some early round guys also. Well, think about all the guys we went to college with, the boys and girls, men and women we went to college with. I don't know what a lot of them did after. I know what some of them did, but I don't know what a lot of them did after they left college. But no matter what company they all left college and left school to go work for, whether it was IBM, Apple, Microsoft, the NFL. Like, if you go work for the NFL, like, you could travel the entire world. Somebody asks you, who do you work for? You say NFL, Microsoft. They don't say, well, who is that again? What was that? They don't. Everybody knows who the NFL is. You leave college to work for anywhere in the NFL, any one of the 32 clubs. It's a game-changing deal, and it's a big-time company that opens even other doors later in life. Yeah. You said it, you hit it right on the, on, on the head. Like everybody knows these companies, you know, everybody know them. And speaking of late round, Antonio Brown was a late round pick. That's right. And you see, he maximized his. Vontaze Burfick was a late round pick. Oh, yeah. He maximized his. Um, Andy Dalton was a later pick quarterback. Second he, round pick, yeah. He maximized his to the fullest. Um, Geno Atkins. Was a later round pick. Fourth round pick. He maximized his to to the. uh, That's right. So it's a lot of guys that's that's not first round picks. You know what I mean? Or high first round picks that played a lot of football and made a lot of money. (laughs) T.J. Hushmanzada, seventh round pick. Yeah, (laughs) that's real talk. T.J. put in work, man. Yeah, he was one heck of a player. Hey, we should let everybody know. uh, It's gonna post later this week. Um, the uh, Believe in Bingo podcast draft edition 2022 draft special is going to be dropping and posting later this week. You're going to see some great interviews with some wonderful people, some insiders that can tell yeah. you what the Cincinnati Bengals is thinking heading in t- into the 2022 draft. So you're really going to join that. Um, you know, Adam, I got to talk to you about this because, you know, the Bengals are just one more step away, one more permit, and they will be able to get their own indoor practice facility. We're hearing that the Bengals would have that indoor practice facility up and running before the start of the 2022 regular season. A, I guess going to the Super Bowl was a big deal now. Thank God. Second of all, did you ever think they would do it? Hallelujah! I'm just speaking for all the players. This meant for our guys that practicing outside in the cold, Woo. make you play better outside in the cold. It's total bull crap. <laughs> you can get way more work done in the bubble. Good point. You know what I mean? Yep. Clean, um, less injuries on the body. Yep. Uh, and I'm quite sure Joe has something to do with that. Being an LSU guy, hey man, we gotta get an indoor. <laughs> Great job, Joe. Oh, I, know man. Fact, I know, I know these guys are, are are so happy, man, because I was one of them guys that play here nine years yep, without yep. an indoor. And it got cold here. Cold. I remember practicing with a bum bubble jacket on with my full shoulder pads and everything on with the heated gloves, you know, I'm in practice like <laughs> I felt like, yo, I'm going to be warm, even if, you know what I mean? And it took me a little, little while to just get it. But like, we always, even in West Virginia, it got cold. But when it's to the, the point of playoffs and, you know, it's time to go in the bubble. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Mr. Brown. I want to say it again. 
Thank you, Mr. Brown. Thank you for the players. Thank you. They hey, really needed that bubble. I would tell you, I didn't think we'd ever see it. I didn't think we'd ever see it. I never thought I would see he Cincinnati Bengals. He's making it rain. Oh, they're making it rain. I never thought we'd see yeah. the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, they're one of the last teams in the NFL to have an indoor practice facility. Everybody else has one. And yeah. for good reason, because you do get more work done when you're inside. You could be more efficient. Yeah, the players now going to pay more attention to detail. I'm, I'm sorry. When you're out there for a two-hour practice, and, man, in this freezing cold, freezing, biting rain, it's just coming down, coming down, come, and you're trying to figure out, okay, the offense for the opposing team this week, they're doing what? Everybody pay attention. Here's what – but people are out there just trying to stay warm. It's about survival at that point. And so those little details can get lost in a practice where the weather is a distraction or you got to drive all the way up to Clifton in a bus to practice on UC's campus. Um, if the college kids can have an indoor practice facility, how come the pro men can't have one? So so this was this is a long time coming. And it's going to help every – just imagine the, the rain days that we have in camp. We still can have the fans come inside the bubble. You know That's what I right. mean? That's right. That's right. So the rainy practices with all this COVID flu and all this, you know, getting mm -hmm. sick, we can go in the bubble. So I think this is an unbelievable catching point for the Bengals and the Brown family. I think more guys would now consider coming in here, having a right. bubble instead of outside in this fucking cold plant. Excuse my French, in the cold free. <laughs> But I think this is a home run, man. Um, I, this is big. And I this, think this is going to help down the line because it shows we got to go pay UC to go to their bubble when hmm. it, we have all the means right here. We got a superstar team. I think Mr. Brown is spending superstar money. I yeah. think Katie is spending superstar money. I think Troy is making it rain and they're keeping Duke Topin <laughs> happy. So it, it's a it's a, it's a win-win over there, I think. Speaking of which, this got to help. Uh, Duke Tobin and the Bengals when it comes to free agency. Yeah. How how much do you think that, that impacted? Say 50-50, two yeah. teams a tie. One has to practice outside in the cold. The other one has an indoor facility. That, that'll break the tie in free agency, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. I know back then I, I had narrowed it down, and I'll never forget this. The Bengals called me after I left Dallas at the end of the season when they lost that playoff game to the Jets. Uh, i never forget it. Marvin called one of my best friends. They were like, hey, man, the Bengals looking for you. I'm like, huh? He called my lawyer in uh in, in Tennessee. In, oh. No, in Tennessee, actually. Okay, okay. I was in Atlanta, and Warwick Robertson was the lawyer, uh, was my lawyer in Tennessee. And he called me, he like, man, the Bengals looking for you. I'm like, what? I'm like, man, they just lost Sunday. He's like, man, they want to bring you in for a workout. I was like, when? He's like, right now. Wow. <laughs> like, for real? Bro, it was so cold, bro. They shoved. I'm, I'm walking in, right? I get to the facility. I'm looking around. I'm like, all right, sorry. Right. You know what I mean? They're like, all right, well, go get dressed. We're going outside. I'm like, For bro, a workout? It was just snowing outside, bro. <laughs> bro, so we out there. We're doing a warm-up. This is no bullshit, Solomon. <laughs> we're, we're doing a warm-up as they're shoveling the snow <laughs> off the field. You're like, Really? Really, we gonna do this? <laughs> I did. I did two reps, pull my hamstring. Did you? And I was I was gonna try to push through, but it was so cold. So I told Marv, I was like, look, man, 
I'm sorry, but is it any way y'all can give me a little? He's like, no, you know what? We're going to give you two months. So I was thanking God in two months was like the end of April uh, when we was come, when I came back up for the workout. And it was it was a nice day and I killed it. But if if I was a free agent during that time and being the top free agent, mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but I probably would have made it, did it to go somewhere else. See? But you did your Just options, your your options were kind of limited. You was like, yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. yeah. But we see the Bengals don't want to be somebody's like second choice, right? You don't want, you know, and granted, you it worked out well for you, but the Bengals got lucky in that situation. They got two players for one. You're a hell of a cornerback, but you're also a hell of a return guy. Yeah. And uh, we were lucky that you know you even came back for the second workout. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was good. You know, everybody always say, "Did did you sign a good contract?" Um, I think I signed an unbelievable contract. Just okay. far as the community, uh, being a part of the city, um, the way I've been treated and my family have been treated with top tier. Um, so, football, all that, I, like even the the little contracts I had, it was bigger than what other folks thought about. And then I feel that Mr. Jones. Uh, held up to his, I mean, say Mr. Brown held up to his part, mm-hmm. you know, as far as taking care of the family at the end of the ride. So um, my contract was unbelievable as a mutual agreement between um, an organization and the family. And I want to just thank the Brown family because, you know, they helped me out during some tough times, I will say. And that's what people should know about Mike Brown. I think there is this outside perspective that people have, but um, inside and maybe even not even some of the people on the inside, but those of us, like people like yourself, of someone who played for him and had a chance to cover the team for a long time. Um, he, he has a heart of goal. Yes, he, he's very, very loyal to the guys that wore Bengal stripes and the guys who stuck around the community who try to do whatever good we can to influence in a positive way. Um, people who live here in the Queen City and live in the Cincinnati area. Uh, Mike Brown, something's going on with the family, he's there for us. He wants to be there to help. There is no doubt about it. Something's yeah, going yeah. on with you. Something's going on with you. He want to know about it. Yeah. And, he, and now he's in his office a lot of time. He's Adam, right. they just need to leave you alone. You know why they keep missing with you. That's right. Mr. Brown is one of the most loyal. He's, loyal he's wonderful. Guy. Now, he might, he might lean in and say, now, keep this between us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, and I love that about it. I love that. Listen, how many people who help others want everybody else to know about it? Uh, this is, he's not that way. No. Nah. He, he, he does anything for anyone. He rather it, he rather it never be known. He knows that his reward is somewhere else at another place in time. That's what makes him a beautiful person. And I, I really do love that about him. Um, I want to move on and, and ask you this final question before we let you go. If there was one player in this draft, realistically, right? Because we're taking the 31st overall pick in the first round. All right, do we have to be the first round pick? And, and no, no, it doesn't. It could be whoever player. If, you, if there was one player that okay. you, that if we drafted this one player, you would be ecstatic that we got that one player, who would that player be? Um, One player, if I had to pick one. It's a good question. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go DBs. Ah, I'm gonna go. Who am I gonna go? 
I'm gonna go Derek Stringley. Did I say that right? Sting. Derek Stingley. Derek Stingley. LSU oh. University. Oh. And the oh, reason yeah. why I'm gonna take this guy, I think he's gonna be a late first rounder, maybe Ooh. second round guy, um, because of the injuries. But I've seen film with him and um Chase uh playing one-on-one. Um, at LSU, um, I've watched him a little bit this year. He didn't play too much um, because of injuries. But I think we go cornerback late round. I think he'll still be there. And I think he's he he's he can do it, you know what I mean, even though he's been hurt. But he's he, he proven that he can play at a high level. You know what? I can tell you right now, <clears throat> I'd be jumping from the rafters if we got him because yeah. I absolutely love him. He's a dog. We need a corner, man. We need somebody who's just going to be the true shutdown guy. And if we get that one guy, I'm telling you, it's going to lift. It's going to lift everybody. I'm going to go with this one player. If we came out of the draft and we got Tyler Lindenbaum, the Mm -hmm. center from Iowa. If we got, if he, if he there, man, we're going to run that card up to the podium. Now he's a center. And we already have Ted Karras. We've signed Alex Kappa, the guard. We've got a tackle and uh, Lyle Collins opposite Jonah Williams on the other side. But if we got this guy, the guy from Iowa, schooled and coached by Kurt Ferentz, these guys come in ready to play on the offensive line. They in Iowa, boy, they just they got a machine there, something. They just produce great offensive linemen who know how to work their hands, know how to get inside know how to leverage the run game and protect the quarterback. If we got this guy, I think it, it would make up for some of the bad picks we've had at that position. I ain't naming no names, but you know. <laughs> what <I'm talking> about. <laughs> so, so if we, if we, if we got Tyler Linderbaum, man, it would, it would solidify everything we did this off season and free agency to make the offensive line better. It would add to our depth on the offensive line. It would add to our toughness and overall skill and ability. I think people would be talking about the Bengals as having one of the best offensive lines in football. And, and when we can say that the wins are going to come to the Cincinnati Bengals, when we get to say the Bengals have one of the best offensive lines in football, Adam Pac-Man Jones, I'm telling you right now, man, we're going to win a lot of games because everything else is set up to go. And I think, think with the off season, we will have one of the, the best lines there is in the National Football League, I think. That's just my personal opinion. All right. Okay. I, I'm with you on that one. I'm with you 100%. All right. Well, hey, man, that does it for this week. Thank you for the for the wonderful draft day stories for Adam Pac-Man Jones. Yeah, man. Hey, I remember that day. I remember you got the call going to play for the Tennessee Titans, fifth overall pick, bad man walking. And, uh, yeah, it, a lot has changed since then. We appreciate you. 12 years in the NFL, right? Yeah. No. Really 14. 14. Oh, that's right. You, you took a little vacation. You took a little chill. Yeah. <laughs> but 13 on paper, right? Third, yeah, 12 or 13. 13 what I'm getting paper. paid for. You know what I'm saying? Here's what. Here's the only number that counts. What's the, what's the number of vested years going towards your pension? Right, 13. That's the number that counts. Don't let yeah. nobody tell you no different. That's it. They were yeah. like, how many years you get in the league? Give them the number that's on the pitch. 
That's yeah. what you get. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, my man. Well, we appreciate you. Uh, we're going to kick it again this same time next week. And, of course, we're going to drop the Believe in Bengal podcast draft special for the 2022 draft coming up later this week. So look out for it wherever you get your podcast. You can always go to the Believe Network to get your podcast as well. He's Adam Pacman Jones. I'm Solomon Wilcox. Thank you for joining us, everyone. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.